Have you ever thought about our responsibility as human beings on this planet? I have traveled to Brazil to explore why saving the planet might require us to be solidary beyond Europe and beyond the human species. Welcome back, friends of Solidarity. For today's conversation, I'm visiting Kerechu Japuru in her village located in the state of Santa Catarina, in southern Brazil. By the way, you can also listen to this conversation in Portuguese. Just check the link in the episode description. Kerechu, prazer em conhecer você. Thank you so much for receiving me. Could you please introduce yourself? Meu nome é Kerechu Japuru. My name is Kerechu Ichapura. I'm from the Mbuaguarani people and I live in the Morro dos Cavalos indigenous land in the municipality of Palhoça. I am the leader of the Morro dos Cavalos indigenous land and I am also a leader for the Guarani people. Nationally, I am part of the executive coordination of the articulation of indigenous peoples of Brazil. Wow. It's an honor to talk to you. And how would you describe yourself to our listeners? So, I am a woman, I am a mother, I am a grandmother, and I have a degree in environmental management. My life is dedicated to the struggle for the rights of indigenous people. Despite that being my main focus at the moment, in my life at home, in the village, my dedication is dealing with plants, whether they are native forest plants, fruit trees, medicinal plants or food crops. Kirichu tells me her fight for rights doesn't make any sense if she cannot put her hands in the soil. Germinating seeds, seeing them grow. That's what sustains me as a person, as a human being. Kerechu, you have invited us to your home. Can you describe it for our listeners? So, I'm here in my house, which is also a training center in the Morro dos Cavalos indigenous land. And all around me you will find plants, and they all have a specific function. We are under a custard apple tree that provides food. There we have other trees like the lime tree and on the side we have protection plants. There are also decorative plants like flower trees. There are some plants here that are medicinal herbs. There are ipe and avocado and banana palm trees. I asked Kerechu about her experience with volunteering and she shares about volunteers, especially from local universities that come and support her people in regenerating the productivity of their land through agroforestry. We have created an exchange of people coming to the village, bringing tools, fertilizers and seeds for us to sow in the land. We invite people from the University of Agroecology and Agronomy, and then in return we give them the knowledge of the Guarani people. Também isso serve para as pessoas da cidade entender como produz um alimento saudável, sagrado, né, para nós. 
It's a way for people of the city to understand how to produce healthy food, food that is sacred for us. The reason this collaboration became necessary dates back to 2003, when a public school was built right next to the highway, crossing the forest area in which Ketichu's people were living. All kids aged seven or older were now required to attend the school. There was just one problem. At the time, the families lived in the hills where they planted their own food. Because of the school, they had to come and build their houses close by so the children could study. This, for us, had a very big impact, not only on our way of eating and our way of producing, but also on the culture itself. Gerechu explains that it was too far for the families to go back to their homes to tend to their crops. But close to the school, imagine, it's right next to a big highway. Nothing would grow due to the pine tree plantations that had left the soil without any nutrients. Então o que que acontece? A gente passou por um período muito forte de miséria, né? Um período muito forte de miséria onde não tinha da onde tirar alimentação. So what happened was that we went through a very strong period of misery in which there was nowhere to get food. A period of fighting for public and private support to face the hunger followed. Many people in solidarity with Kerechu's people brought food to their village. Yet very soon they discovered that beyond the hunger, there was a much bigger problem that had been created. And this problem, the donations could not fix. Então imagine desde aquela época, vamos supor que passa 10 anos. Imagine that 10 years passed since the arrival of the school. That child who was 7 years old at the time will now be 17 years old. And at 17, he is already an adult for us, right? These children never planted, they never produced their own food. So they became adults who didn't know how to plant, and they were living on a soil that didn't produce. And that's when the idea started that, instead of just bringing food, people from the city could help transform the soil and bring back self-sufficiency for the Morro dos Cavalos Guarani community. I'm learning that there is a word in the general Brazilian culture originating in the Tupi language, mutirão. It means bringing people together to collectively carry out an activity. Planting, cooking, building, or something similar. What does mutirão means for you, Kerechu, specifically? Para nós, na nossa língua, a gente chama de matuno, que quer dizer assim, vamos organizar for us, mutirão in our language, we call it matuno, means let's organize this space and arrange it for us all. All our activities in the village are through the collective effort, whether to plant or to get the school ready for the children. It is always like this, let's do a mutirão. Our idea is to always be together, eating together, talking, Everyone is always together. So this is the meaning of matuno for us. And how would you define solidarity? Eu definiria como reciprocidade, né? 
I will define it as reciprocity. Like us here in the village, we work a lot in this sense of being reciprocal. You help me and I help you, right? It is an exchange. Solidarity is perhaps different for us than for other peoples. For them, to be solidary means you are giving and not receiving anything. In our case, we work a lot with this reciprocity. Can you remember a specific story of solidarity that happened to you? So I remember a very difficult time that we had here on our land. It was a time when we were living in conflict with the state. The state took a group of landless workers from close by Florianopolis and placed them inside the indigenous land. The Landless Workers Movement, MST, is a social movement in Brazil that organizes landless peasants in the struggle for land and social transformation. The MST mobilizes families expelled from the countryside by large landowners and multinational agribusinesses. MST aims at an agrarian reform that transforms the countryside into a place where workers can live in dignified conditions and produce healthy food. So suddenly, a group of landless workers appeared on the Guarani land in Morro dos Cavalos, which was already often dealing with aggression and invasion. We were terrified when we saw these people inside our territory. We thought they were invading our land. But we knew about the MST's struggle and the suffering they go through too. And we also knew that, like us, they have leadership. So at the time, as chief, I looked for their leader and I went to question him. I said, how are you fighting for land, but then you come to invade our territory? Aren't we fighting for the same thing? And then he explained, no, we didn't invade. We were kidnapped and thrown here. We have nowhere to go. We were put on a bus and brought here. Kerechu explains that in that moment she realized that the state was trying to play two movements against each other. And she realized that it was a moment to show solidarity. So we decided to join our fight. Kerechu and her people granted the landless workers 30 days to stay on their land without taking any action to have them removed. You will live here in dignity she said to the movement's leader, referring to the many times landless people are forcefully removed all over Brazil. During these 30 days, we fought together with the people from MST. Together we pressured the state, and when they received food donations, they shared with us. When we received donations, we shared with them. One very early morning, Somebody called outside Kerechu's house. I thought it was an invasion that was constantly on my mind. But then the leader of the landless movement said, It's me! And when he got down on his knees... Nós conseguimos uma terra para nós morar, né? E aí eu fiquei assim, meio que sem entender nada. Ele falou assim, Lembra que você falou que nós ia sair daqui da terra de vocês com dignidade? He said, we got our land to live on. And at first I didn't understand anything. 
and he told me, Remember how you said that we would leave this land with dignity? Well, we're living in dignity. That's why I remember so clearly. And then he said, We are going to leave this indigenous land. It's yours and you will occupy it. We owe you a lot. Shortly after, the people of the landless movement got on a bus and drove off to their own land, Kerechu tells me. And this experience left her understanding even more why solidarity and dignity matter so much. Para mim, isso foi uma, uma parte bem marcante da, da minha vida, né, como liderança, que trouxe-se muito forte naquele momento de um conflito, né, que era de ter guerra e não teve. Né? For me, this was a very important part of my life as a leader. We were set up for a conflict, but the war didn't happen. We each conquered our own space in history. Kerechu, you have a deep connection with plants, rivers, animals and nature as a whole. Do you think this is a form of solidarity? Então, eu acho que mais que solidariedade, a gente tem uma necessidade muito grande. So I think that more than solidarity, we have a great necessity. Because in the creation of the world for us, indigenous people, when Nyanderu created the universe, he created the land and he created these kingdoms. First, he created the plant kingdom. And then for this plant kingdom to be able to multiply and sustain itself, He created the animals, the animals that will walk, that will go, that will return, that will fly, various types of animals. So this is another kingdom. And then, finally, he created human beings, which is the kingdom of humanity. And he creates humans with the ability to think and plan and with the ability to take action. If I see that a tree is going extinct, I will find a way to try to multiply it. Mas todo esse poder que a gente recebeu é para proteger o reino vegetal e o reino animal. Kerechu says that this was the responsibility given to the human beings, to protect the plant and the animal kingdom. And that's what guides her understanding of life. So, I grew up with this role, this necessity, understanding that I work for these beings and they depend on me and I depend on them. From the moment when I don't treat them aligned with this responsibility, this mission, I will end up creating my own future suffering. I will end up dying. For us to live, we depend on each other and we cannot be disconnected from this role. If we disconnect from the trees, from the plants, from the animals, we are automatically throwing ourselves over a precipice. I can't help but connect that to the climate crisis. I asked Kerechu about how it links to this perspective of taking care of nature. She tells me that indeed... She believes that the crisis we are facing is precisely linked to those places where humans are not keeping up with their responsibility. And then she challenges me on the use of the word climate crisis. 
Eu gosto muito de desconstruir palavras. I really like to deconstruct words. For example, there is a global focus talking about the climate crisis. It is a crisis, of course, but who is causing this crisis? We cannot lose sight of that. We need to start questioning those in power, the ministers who are there creating laws and authorizing actions in the name of development. Actually, that's another word I don't like. Development. Development is something accelerated, taking people off the ground and putting machines to do the work. When you develop, you distance yourself. And here... Ketichu brings back the idea of humans as beings who can think and take action. Rather than suffering from this so-called climate crisis, we need to denounce climate crimes because we have a law, we have thoughts, we have theories, we have universities, we have the scientific part proving that if we don't do anything, all this destruction will happen. Everything is pointing to that direction. Yet, they keep getting licenses to create a new dam, to start mining. Kerechu refers to destructive mega-projects in different important ecosystems of Brazil, some of which have led to immense natural disasters in the past years. Others have killed or evicted indigenous tribes. This is crime, né? Isso é crime contra a, a espécie humana, mas principalmente com a, a, a terra, né? Que é essa terra que é onde a gente se sustenta, né? These are crimes, crimes against the human species, but mainly against the land which sustains us. So I try to explain that words are strategies. Calling it a crisis means macerating the crimes that are happening. So, if we would tackle the climate crimes happening in Brazil and elsewhere, there would be no crisis. Kerechu tells me about a trip to Europe in 2019, following this mission of denouncing the climate crimes. How was that trip for you? Going to Europe for me was a very important moment because I grew up hearing about the discovery of Brazil, which wasn't a discovery, it was an invasion, and everything that happened with it. The deaths, the destruction of our land. When I was about 11 years old, I heard someone say, O mundo tem uma dívida histórica com o genocídio dos povos indígenas, né? The world has a historical debt with the genocide of indigenous people. I tried to understand what the word genocide meant. And when I did understand it, it was very shocking, revolting, really. And that revolt against Europeans I carry with me since then. But of course, that's one thing when I am in Brazil talking about the Europeans who were there far now, suddenly, I am in Europe and I'm going to talk to them. I told myself, I'm going to get there. I'm going to take the microphone and I'm going to collect this historic debt. I asked Kerechu what she spoke about and she said she started telling the history of the Atlantic Forest and introducing herself as part of that forest. How it had gone through so much destruction, leaving only very small parts intact. 
Then she started explaining how a similar fate was awaiting the Amazon. And then, thinking about the idea of solidarity, she directed herself at the people in the audience. Nós precisamos de vocês para ajudar a reparar toda essa destruição que aconteceu no Brasil para que vocês consigam sobreviver. Look, we need you to help repair all this destruction that happened in Brazil and you need our forest so you can survive. It is an exchange, right? You don't have a forest anymore. The young people in Europe, the children that are being born, have a hard time understanding nature. And Keretu explains to them how serious the destruction is and how their help was needed to reforest the Atlantic forest the Caatinga and the Cerrado, important ecosystems that many Europeans never heard of. E a gente precisa salvar a Amazônia. E a gente precisa entender que no Brasil tem diversidade de biomas. Porque enquanto nós ficar dizendo que a Amazônia, né, precisam salvar a Amazônia e esquecer dos outros biomas, para mim isso ainda é um olhar de exploração. Yes, we need to save the Amazon, but we also need to understand that Brazil has a diversity of biomes that need our attention. Saying, we need to save the Amazon, and forgetting about other ecosystems, which no longer have so much biodiversity, that's still the same explorative look that Europeans have always had. And then, Kerechu explains why the Amazon still has so much biodiversity. Por que, que a Amazônia ainda é a maior floresta? Porque lá está concentrado a maior diversidade dos povos indígenas dentro dessa floresta. Né? For Kerechu, it's clear that the Amazon is still the largest forest because it has the greatest diversity of indigenous people concentrated in it. They have always resisted and protected their land. I want to know more about what people can do to support Kerechu and the indigenous people's struggle to save these ecosystems. It brings Kerechu back to her passion of planting. She shares about reforestation projects in the Atlantic forest. And she shares about other fronts of the fight that can be supported, like the indigenous lawyers who fight for the forest and its people through the law. The communication teams that denounce attacks and environmental crimes, and she mentions projects to keep the spirituality of indigenous tribes alive. Hmm, Kerechu, is it solidarity that brings you to work with very different tribes from across Brazil, fighting side by side? Então, uh, esse trabalho, né, mais uma vez, acho que é a palavra necessidade. I think, once again, I would use the word necessity. We have this need, a need for solidarity. And Kerechu explains how many indigenous tribes are waiting to have their lands officially recognized as theirs. And how one single judicial decision pending right now, the one of the Shoklangi tribe in Ibirama, will influence if tribes across the country will finally be able to protect their lands for future generations. It will be the precedent of many similar court decisions in the future. And that's why, to protect her own land, she needs to look at the bigger picture, follow political decisions, and join the fight of other tribes across the country. Então, a gente precisa um do outro, em todos, em todos os aspectos, né? 
na questão da luta, na questão desse processo e nessa questão da proteção territorial né, de todas as terras indígenas, um está ligado ao outro. Né? So we need each other in all aspects of our struggle, the legal fight and the protection of our territory. We are interlinked with each other. It seems as if that's the ingredient. This big picture of we are in this together that is often missing when we talk about the challenges humanity faces today. I have so much to think about here. I'm grateful for the new perspectives I gained on solidarity and humanity in general. Thank you so much for the conversation, Kerechu. This is a series of Salto European Solidarity Corps Resource Center, produced by Instituto Now. The theme song, Solidarity Unifies Us, is composed and sung by Paula Geers. For more information and resources on solidarity and the European Solidarity Corps, go to www.salto-youth.net slash solidarity. Our love to share, our love to share.